<laughs> if I had one, I would. <laughs> Good evening, Australia, and hello to the rest of the world. Welcome to Under the Wire, your home for censored and suppressed information about vaccinations and health. We had a little bit of technical difficulties this evening, which is why I'm just a wee bit late. But I'm here with Senator Rod Culleton, who's out in West Australia. Uh, Senator Culleton, thank you so much for joining us on Under the Wire. And you um, are the head of the Great Australian Party. Is that right? That's how you say it? The Great Australian Oh, it's right behind you. I can see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, we've got Gap behind me. Um, I am the founder and the party leader of the Great Australian Party, known as GAP. And I suppose what we should say is I'm a former federal senator, uh, but uh, certainly looking at going back and finishing off unfinished business in the in the High Court of Parliament. So, mm. no, thank you, Marilyn. Thanks for inviting me on the show. No worries at all. I, I have to be honest, I was not all that aware of GAP until probably within the last eight or nine months. And um, I've been seeing you in the news and your party in the news for all the right reasons, as far as I'm concerned, and all the wrong reasons, as far as most of the, uh, the deep state, shall I call them, and the mainstream media are concerned. Uh, it's wonderful to have a party out there that is actually not afraid to speak truth and uh, not to be politically correct, which is fantastic. Um, I've been reading a lot of your Facebook posts, and I just was in the middle of watching your maiden speech uh, in Parliament in 2017. When was it? 2019. I can't remember. Uh, 2016. 16. And there's nothing that, yeah, so there's nothing I would like to add or subtract from that speech because, uh, believe it or not, as much as Malcolm Turnbull and I were at uh, loggerheads on quite a few things. He did actually pat me on the back and said that he believed that was one of the best uh, maiden speeches ever to come out of the history of the parliament. So mm. um, at least I left with some more accolade. <laughs> <laughs> I urge everyone who's watching especially, this. Uh, well, especially from the opposition, you know, like it, that that's a real pattern. And, of course, uh, Albanese used to always come to my senator office. He was more interested in selling his home brew called Elbow Beer than what he was in in effect to keep running the country. So, oh, yeah. Dear. Yeah, we really look up to these people, don't we? Um, and as, as uh, well, a... do, do, do we? Do we? Because, <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I'm not so sure. I used to. I used to. I used to hold um, parliamentarians in high regard, but uh, after dealing with them for the last 25 years and seeing the lack of care uh, that they seem to show to the average Australian, uh, I don't any longer. And as the wife of a farmer who knows how hard farmers work and how difficult the government has made things for farmers over the last 30 years, uh, your speech really touched mm -hmm. me. And and uh, and especially as a mad knitter, spinner, and crocheter, a sheep farmer, I think sheep farmers should be <laughs> just up there on a pedestal and to see the way that you were talking about um, what you had to do with your sheep because of government policies uh, is just horrendous. But that's old news. Let's talk about new news. Well, well can I make this observation? Sure. Um, can I honestly ask when you was you used to look you, you did say you made a statement there you used to look up to politician was mm. that before 1973 or after 1973 
I came to Australia in 1989, so I didn't really uh, know Australian politics in 1973. And with the AVN, um, the organization that I'm representing, uh, in 1997 and 98, we actually went to federal parliament and lobbied to get the conscientious objector clause put into federal legislation. And we were successful. Uh, mainly because of the independents that were there. And at that point, the Greens were considered independents. The Greens actually put forward the amendment that we proposed. Bob Brown introduced the amendment to bring in a uh, conscientious objector clause. You wouldn't believe it by the Greens today. Uh, but I, I found that the independents and some of the Labour Party, uh, they were in opposition at that time. Some of the Labour Party politicians were incredibly helpful kind, caring, and willing to listen. Uh, I don't think that's the case now. There's very few people in federal parliaments or in state parliaments, for that matter, who actually care about doing the job they were elected to representing the people. They just want to represent the party and the corporations. That's my impression anyway. So, um, and I think that's what so you can I, just, can I just ask your viewers very politely, if they don't mind, I... Um, have a cup of coffee while we have this interview because uh, it's just a nice time to sit back and be relaxed and casual and ask the questions and, <laughs> and take a, a sip of my brew out of my bush chook. Uh, <laughs> bush chook mug, my queen, my queen of Australia mug. I, I, I like it. <laughs> well, I have no problem with you having coffee. Coffee is appropriate at any time of the day as far as I'm concerned, so go for it. And we have a lot of people watching okay. from WA as well who are um, absolutely saying, please have that coffee. We have someone in Denmark, someone in uh, Perth. and I just came up from Denmark. We just come back from Albany. That's why... That's why I'm reaching out for a coffee. Um, yeah, just come back from uh, Albany today. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. So um, <laughs> we have a lot of people on here who are also farmers and knitters. So thank you all for coming along tonight. So, Rod, um, sorry, Senator Culleton, um, we... I, I was listening to a lot of the things that you said in your speech, and one of the things was that you believe that Australians are not really given a good education. We call it civics in the United States. I'm not sure what it's called in Australia, but they're not taught their rights. They're not taught about the Constitution. Um, why do you think that is? And, and what difference would it make if they were? Well, it's, it's very important because if the, if kids aren't talk, if kids aren't taught their rights, uh, what would they ever, how would they ever know what has been taken from them? And a fundamental right is the foundation of law and everything that we do in life is a contract. You know, if you go to McDonald's and you, you make an offer and, and accept the cup of coffee and pay for it, well, there's an offer and acceptance and consideration and, and same with marriage and, and uh, you know, right through everything's about contract. I mean, the whole, democracy works on contract what we're supposed to be doing is working on the common law uh, for the common good of all people and there's only one law in australia and that is the constitution it's the head of it's a uk act and it's what all our forefathers agreed to do at federation and all the colonies um, 
became one and it was called the Commonwealth of Australia. So it's really important to understand that we all are subjects of the Queen. It doesn't matter whether you believe in Christianity or whatever. I mean, for me, uh, you know, I have those values, okay? I'm a family man. I treat people equally. I, I just try to do my best despite what the media make me out to be, you know, like over a key that got lost and whatever. But that's that's part of the dirty politics and, you know, you have to be strong, know who you are and have principles. And a lot of people today, um, you know, have love, but they don't have respect or care. And, and that's where it breaks down. That's what's breaking down democracy. There's no, yeah, look, I, I, I like what you do, but I don't, you know, I like who you are, but I don't care about who you are. And it's sort of, um, it's got that way, dog eat dog. So when we look at how our parliamentarians perform in the house, if they had come into my foyer, one of my businesses, or if I'd gone to uh, their place for a job interview and I heard them carrying on like that, I'd pack up and go. I'd think, well, what a circus that is. And that's all it is, but it's a complete distraction. So it's a boys club um, and they don't really want young people with good values, so to speak, to become part of the major parties. It's certainly different in the minor parties and I don't like calling them minor because yeah. a lot of them aren't minor and collectively we are coming together under a new co-op, which is very agriculture based. You know, the reason why they shut down co-ops in, in the rural um, areas and uh, is because they work so well. So everything's about, you know, just basically I look at Australia and look, a lot of your agricultural people will realise this. Um, we have a well-oiled machine. It's the Constitution Act of 1900 UK. It creates the parliament and these jokers that get in there don't they just want to drive it and not give it the oil change and yeah it's a well-oiled machine but they've abused it it's got block filters and you know when i went to parliament section 44 I always used to say to people well section 44 of the constitution i was able to remove 17 foreign bits of material in the fuel tank to allow this constitution to be able to um get the proper fuel and, you know, uh, get going. And that that's what we need to do. We need to give our constitution a service and get back under our law. So that's why it's important that young kids or young the younger generation today uh, really need to know about what politics is about and what their law is about. Can you explain what Section 44 of the Constitution is about, please? Because I don't know that one myself. Okay, Section 44 of the Constitution has um, five sections off memory. Um, and one of them is you, you've got to qualify uh, to be a politician. So, you know, you, you can't swear allegiance to a foreign power. You can't be insolvent. You can't be bankrupt, um, you know, and so forth. So, um, and you can't have a pecuniary interest. So what happened to me while I was in Parliament um, is... Like I just absorbed the constitution uh, like a sponge. It was it was just amazing, really. And the very first page says that as a sworn Commonwealth public officer, you must 
sitting in the High Court of Parliament at all material times, uphold the laws of the Commonwealth. And of course, the current administration isn't running under the Commonwealth. And that's why I said I was a senator in exile, because mm. I've taken an oath to, to be to qualify to be a senator, you have to be a subject or a citizen of another country, but have renounced your citizenship. But to qualify to be a House of you know, for the House of Reps or to be a Senator, Section 16 and 34 of the Constitution says you must be a subject to the Queen, not a citizen in Australia. Mm. So this is where the Citizenship Act and so there's been a complete departure and, look, you don't have to be, you don't have to be, it's not rocket science, you just need to read and understand, you know, what our true Queen is because whether you believe in the Queen or not, it's her office, no different to a Senator's office and, Every every person or every subject or person who goes into the parliament uh, must take the um, the oath of affirmation. And again, if you don't believe in Christianity and go, you know, it doesn't matter. That is your contract. That is your wet ink signature to hold the office. Otherwise, yeah. you can't you can't invoke the power of that office. So if you don't take the you only not only have to take the oath you have to uh, prescribe the oath as well so otherwise you can't function that office that key it just doesn't start and if you go in there and uh, don't comply with the law of the Commonwealth which I did uh, then you're referred to as a usurper and there are consequences under that but when you look at all the Crimes Act and these these members, like so-called members, purported or otherwise, have defanged the Criminal Act, the, Criminal, the Crimes Act. You know, they've taken out <laughs> where if someone doesn't do something appropriately, there's no there's no consequences. So, of course, and that's the sad part about it. This is the maintenance. You know, no one's no one's checked that the you know that they're not putting the true parts on our well-oiled machine. They're putting aftermarket parts on there, and we'd we're devoiding its warranty. And, and it's um, breaking down. So, no, it's look, obviously breaking down. Well, no, it's not. Bro it's broken down. And mm. it's, it's um, I always say the best way to describe it is um, the tail shafts come off the diff and at the moment <laughs> they're rolling down the hill and none of the Australians know, but it's when they go to go up the hill, they've got no drivetrain. And we're at that point now, we're at the base of the hill and these guys are trying to go up, keeping everything, you know, keeping us under control. But the genie's out of the bottle now. You know, Gap, I, I just had to, you know, no, I was so proud. I didn't want to be a senator. I, it was, we, we got stuck into the banks and we did pretty well there because we had our farms. I, I can honestly tell you today, we have all the evidence and the farmers are going home to their farms. They were stolen by the bank there is no question yeah. they were stolen and we've now found that well the royal commission has vindicated um the farmers and we've we've gone and uh took it a bit a step further and we found that all our farms were put on the u.s stock exchange and sold off to investors that's why we could never have we were prevented the right of redemption so the the, the right to pay out our loan and move on to another financier. And that's why they the ANZ came in and, and just belted us all for non-monetary defaults. Um, 
and uh, it's really sad. And I, I don't want that happening. Yeah, you know, that happened to me and my family. Uh, and I saw a lot of de- it, that was um, that was resonated. You know, that came out in my speech. You know, I, yeah. I witnessed a lot of harm harm done to our great our great pastoralists and graziers. And I, I won't cop that as a country boy. And I won't cop that our country uh, our country um, areas in in Western Australia. I mean, our our domestic markets is a lot less here in Western Australia. It's not like the East Coast where there's a lot more millers over there being a miller myself. Um, you know, I've seen the, the upper Great Southern, um, certainly Narragin, not the towns that it used to be. And and I've always said, if you don't have the country towns pumping, how does the city survive? So there's a lot to that. And so I've, the best remedy, I don't want to be a, 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 someone say, a lot of people say to me, how do you describe a politician? And I said, well, the best way to describe a politician is, is quite easy. It's like a boat that comes off the the trailer at the boat ramp and looks flash and shiny and sparkling and whatever, and it sounds noisy and it's red and it looks fast, but it's got no prop. And um, unless it's got a prop or a drive train, uh, it's got no it's got no substance. So we want to be. I want to be. I don't refer to myself as a politician. I'm a representative. I represent the people, what they stand for, because that's my, as a public trustee, sworn sworn public trustee, which I was, yep. and without fear or favour, I'll uphold that law. I'm, I guess I'm the only the only senator to ever have taken the correct oath under Section 42 of the Constitution. So, uh, and that's, that's what I'll always uphold, even though I was entering into a different jurisdiction and, you know, was the Governor General the real Governor General because it had to be witnessed? Didn't matter. I did it to the Australian people. I did it pursuant to law, and that's what I'm standing by. And and that's why I said I was a senator in exile, and that's why I won't accept anything that they've been throwing at me. And that's fantastic because when you buck the system, um, they will throw everything and anything they can at you. And I have read about the attacks against you and GAP politicians, GAP candidates, and, uh, you know, it is it is the dirtiest of dirty politics. And when you look at what is happening in um, Parliament in with the 99-year suppression orders covering up um, the most heinous crimes by sitting politicians in Australia, when you say that there can be no pecuniary interest, and yet Malcolm Turnbull, when he was prime minister, his wife... Um, actually was on the board of a vaccine manufacturer while Malcolm Turnbull was involved in passing no jab, no pay, and he did not recuse himself from either the debate or the vote. Um, You just don't get much more corrupt than that. And I, I do believe that a lot of people in Australia have lost hope in government ever providing any answers because they think that the politicians are all out for themselves and don't really care about what's happening with the people. And that is really sad. But I think that is very evident by what's happening now, both um, on the federal level and states with um, the restrictions around this COVID issue. And I've been loving reading your Facebook page because you are not holding back. (laughs) Well, they they try to ban us and... And the politicians, uh, you know, I even get a few texts from them and they go, why don't you just, you know, back off? Well, for, 
we're not making any false claims. We never make a false claim. And, you know, we, we see Facebook, you know, have come back and said, well, there's nothing we can do against Rod because, um, you know, it's he's not making any false claims. So they can't remove it, although they'd like to. Mm. But we're... Look, we have, um, we're growing so well, we, we've got a few growing pains, you know, like we're not taking any donations off the big end of town and, you know, just we've just spent, you know, nearly 70 grand on a on a web upgrade because it's important and I developed the, the, the app and we haven't quite got that where it is because, you know, the, the, now the electoral commissioner are trying to make it very difficult for us to maintain our registration. And now that, you know, the, the big boys have now upped it to, um, you know, having 1,500 members. I mean, we've got uh, over 9,500 members growing 12 a day. That's not the issue. The issue is you've got to have 1,500 members in the Australian Electoral Commission. The Act says as long as you've got 500, okay, so they go and pass this to make it 1,500. But they have a bureau of statistics um, measuring tool, and you can only get so many denials. So we get some of the plants coming in because we can't vet everyone, um, and then we qualify them all, and then a couple bark up and say no, and then they they say no, you're not. So it's it's a but it's a hard gig, mm. but we just have to accept that's what it is. We just hope that people. There's no mucking around. And if people thought that, uh, you know, if they read about, uh, you know, you know what's out there, um, you know, they have to they have to make up their own mind and they have to say, why does this guy keep fighting, <laughs> fighting? And he's fought the biggest players in the game. I mean, gone past fighting the bank. I think I said on the 7.30 report, you know, you know, I've gone past... Um, fighting a bank and now I'm fighting the, the government, you know, I could do with the rest, to be honest. Mm. And, but it, there's, there's a drive in me that keeps going. And, and one good thing that I've learned out of this, so I have a very powerful team and we um, collectively, we have the gap engine room and these guys just are 24 seven. I could ring them at 3am in the morning and they'll answer their phone. And, you know, it, it's just this great, engine room of how you know we've got we've got lawyers we've got solicitors we're even teaching the barristers the highfalutin barristers ex-solicitor um you know attorney not attorney general um uh oh what do you call them anyway david bennett um anyway i'll think of it but um solicitor general is the is the word oh i didn't realize that so yeah, you know, even these guys with the highest apex mind still, you know, have a look at what we're doing, and mm. no, we're we're a, we're a force to re be reckoned with, and we've got a very honest team. They, the boys, back me in Parliament, and they're still backing me, and, and that's uh, everything's about. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm getting asked: Are there any candidates for the Gap Party in the eastern part of the of Australia? Okay, so what we've got is we're not running lower house because we we just want to run the upper house. Mm -hmm. The upper house is the engine room. It's the house of review, and it's the house must. That's what must come under the constitution. Okay, there was a whole heap of members that weren't eligible to sit in the house. 
um, and they were sitting there comfortably until I came along. Because they were uh, dual they had... citizens? Was that the dual citizens? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And mm. they, well, they, they hadn't taken the prescribed correct contract to the house. I mean, look at Stephen Parry, and that's what I, I, you know, stood up for. I mean, the passing legislation, I mean, I'm not making any claims. I'm just telling you exactly what's happening. Yeah. I suppose they had 19 members in the house when they put these bills through and, and most of the time the house is empty. So they're in violation of the constitution, but if they don't take the correct contract to the office, how may they be in violation to the constitution? And this is how they're getting around it. They don't have a, you know, they don't have a license. Now I've just come back from the UK and they, they, the UK said, well, the, the High Court of the um, United Kingdom said, you've bolted an aftermarket part on your machine, which is the Australia Act, and now you're coming back to the United Kingdom for warranty? I'm sorry, it's void. Unless the people get themselves under the, their law because they are the supreme authority in this, this country. Mm. And let me tell you this, the Parliament House is the one down the hill, that's the Commonwealth Parliament, the one, of the, one up the hill is the Australian government. So until people realise where they sit, uh, they'll never get remedy in a in a in a an administrative uh, jurisdiction. They need to come back under their Commonwealth. That's why we push for restoration of the Commonwealth. That is it. Um, and to do that, we have to have bona fide um, office holders that go into the Senate because the House I always say the the lower house it's it's got green carpet. You go in there. The, the, it's like an aquarium, you know, or no, an atrium. Sorry. And it's because of all the hot air and the bullshit and the condensation. That's why it looks green inside. But, but in the in the upper house, it's red, uh, and we call that the killing room. And that is where we can kill any legislation that is not lawful and proper, providing we have bona fide senators. So, uh, getting around to the, the the question asked, do we have senators? in each state. Yes, we do. We have what we call advocates. We don't know which one's the one, two and three yet. Uh, in Queensland, we have Jason Miles. He's looking fairly solid at number one in in um, in, in uh, Queensland. Um, bearing in mind, Queensland doesn't have an upper house in the, yeah. in the state. I used to say that to Pauline Hanson. How come you come down from Queensland to, to run in the Senate and your own bloody state government doesn't have a, state parliament doesn't have a upper house. I mean, it's just a joke. I mean, anyway, but that's their problem, um, so to speak. Uh, New South Wales, we did put out a media release about Pete Evans uh, running as an advocate uh, to place somewhere on the ticket. At this point in time, I came out, Pete uh, probably is not looking at to be number one. Uh, and that's not because we're feeling that we need personality and, um, you know, like um, celebrity status or whatever, because Pete is definitely well known. We need, uh, he's still got to qualify and he's got to, we've got to make sure whoever we put in parliament is case hardened, got to stick, you know, because he's an honourable man too, despite what people say about him. I, I pick him as a great Australian standing up. He has the right to speak, but the media just mow him down. Yeah. and. You know, that, that's tough. And it's not only he can be strong, but if his family's not feeling good about it either, that's where we, we don't push because it takes a lot of guts to stand up 
and put your head out there for all Australians, especially with the media. I mean, you, I mean, doing an interview with the media is like, you know, being with a wild animal. You never know when it's going to bite you. So very you just true. got to be very careful. So, yeah. um, so at this stage, it doesn't look like he'll be number one. There, we've got two other ones. One's um, very, very good, but she doesn't want her name released yet. And she hasn't been in politics before. She's a farmer's wife. Victoria, we have... Um, Victoria, we have uh, Daryl O'Brien. And in uh, South Australia, look, um, we've got a a female down there. She's great. But we also are talking to Bob Day. We would like Bob um, to look at, um, you know, where he's going to be placed because now that the Electoral Commission has bought in these new uh, membership, um, you know, requirements for the AEC, I don't see Bob's uh, party getting up and I don't see a lot of parties getting up, to be honest. So, but look, there, there's no, it was, look, preliminary discussions. I mean, I was talking to Craig Kelly. Craig Kelly um, was, you know, we were talking. I've been to Parliament. Craig and I talk most weeks uh, because I'm right in his corner with uh, mm-hmm. Ivan Acton and uh, certainly right in his corner with um, hydroxychloroquine too. Um, I'm not in the corner of all the other ones at the moment. So... So, I, you know, he was looking at coming in for New South Wales, but perhaps more for the lower house. West Australia, believe it or not, I am going to run. I've got a number two that um, if there's anything that happens to me, uh, very solid um, uh, Samantha Vincy. She's very, very, she, her, her company used to build all the Rottnest Fairies. So she's, she's a very switched on uh, individual. Northern Territory, not so sure about up there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, and, and, of course, the ACT. So the Territory's at this stage probably not. But, look, we don't need to fill everything to get the balance of power. Yeah. But also uh, that your, people, your, your followers or listeners should realise that uh, I've also bought that, you know, I previously mentioned the um, Cat Commonwealth of Australia Democratic Co-op. Yes. So we're looking, you know, we're now getting the party leaders. I spoke to another party leader today who's joining up in two days. So they'll be filling the shoes. So we're cooperative. So although we don't, we keep our manifesto and keep our policies, our DNA, um, the party leaders, rest assured, every fortnight. I'm the chair of the co-op, and and Jason um, Jason Miles is the um, is the secretary. So Gap sort of um, you know steering it, but we get the part those party leaders and we talk and um, we be open and frank with one another, and we see what their constituents are wanting, what ours. And if there's um, anything that's positive, because we just want our country back. That's mm. all I want. I want my country. Because at the end of the day, it's not their parliament and it's not their country. It's our parliament and our country. And I see so many people suffering when they don't. We are the beneficiaries of this great asset. We were born on this soil. I I welcome multiculturalism. I I love it. That's the good thing about Australia. But when you've got, you know, the, the conduct of the parliament, but it's not the Commonwealth parliament, it's just got these rogue imbeciles i'm sorry i just i didn't enjoy my time working with them they just mm. they were just the worst people i could ever work with yeah. and i was so grateful that i had great great staff and people around me but 
other than Jackie Lambie, the rest of them just have got, they just, they just, they've got their heads in the clouds and I wouldn't employ them. I would not employ them in my company, but because, you know, you go in there and do the right thing, they just try to destroy you. And, you know, they sent me down to the federal court without a referral from the house and breached all my privileges and I passed a motion in the house. And that's what I have a, I have this book, which is just, um, that's my Odgers book in it that you reckon if you thought the constitution was good, I'll tell you what, this is how the Senate must work. And if I was to take you to section, uh, to page 143, well, there, well, here you go. Um, the Constitution section 50, sorry, I'll start again. The Constitution section 42 requires senators to make and subscribe before the Governor General or some person authorised by him an oath or an affirmation of allegiance in the form set out in the Constitution. Well, there's not too many doing that at the moment. And uh, you only have to go online and they're not taking it per clause too. But if so I the Senate to, is basically uh, not legally, it's not legally constituted unless they, they do license. that. They do not hold a license. Yeah, That's the whole thing. And so, I don't make that claim. The law makes the claim and their actions make the claim. And it, let me it, show you. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. you just got to bear with me because it's such a thick book. <laughs> but let me show you this. They haven't dealt with, uh, people say, oh, why don't you just give up? You know, it must be costing you a fortune going through the courts. And I said, well, um, it's not about the money. It's about not setting a bad case precedent and defanging the Senate and defanging the um, the laws that, here it is here. So when everything came on in a hurry with me, and I must admit it was our defence fighting against the banks and stopping the banks from stealing good farming, you know, five-generation farmers. We just wouldn't cop it because it was so wrong, it was it was disgraceful, right? And especially the ones that had gone in with the Australian Wheat Board because the Wheat Board got itself entangled with the oil for food scam. A lot of your uh, country people will remember that, and, and that's what the landmark loans are about. I mean, it damaged Landmark that bad that they've changed their name to Nutrium. But anyway, um, so when they attacked me, I went around and I put a motion up because it says here, questions relating to the qualification of a senator, right, which is Senator Webster, they go on sort of past uh, cases. A motion concerning the qualification of a senator takes precedence as business of the Senate over any other business. They've gone since 2016 conducting some sort of a business and they haven't dealt with my motion, which that motion was passed by the High Court of Parliament and yet they threw me down to a public court over some alleged debt, which the guy wasn't even owed the money, that he was a Liberal supporter with over an $18. million farming property at Williams, Rathgar. Um, and, um, you know, I don't know what part of the financial approval he, he didn't quite understand. I mean... I didn't have that sort of money in my ashtray and all your farmers would realise if, if you had to go and buy a property, you've got to come up with about 60%, the bank will lend you, you got 40% uh, you know, the cash yourself. Well, you know, it was a big deal. But anyway, it is what it is, but they haven't dealt with that motion. So how does anything go through the House legitimately when motion 163 sits there, not part heard, it hasn't been heard. So that's why you've seen all these parry run for the hill, 
you know, the Chief Justice of the High Court's gone. The, the guy in the federal court, Barker, he's gone. Um, the um, Australian Electoral Commission Chief Legal Advisor, Legal Advisor Paul Pirani, put the AFP on to me because I nominated again because they said, oh, you're subject to 44. And I said, well, how does an Australian court order offend a UK act? And they said, well, it can't. So they dropped the ball. I mean, the whole, whole thing is a mess, a mess. And they can't turn around and say, oh, some farmer just happened to come into the Senate and he spotted it all, you know. And I did. I, I, I got up in the Senate and I said, why isn't the High Court issuing its writs in the name of the Queen, like sitting as a UK court? Well, the whole whole just chamber went into a complete uh, backflip and Brandis had to come back and say, you spotted the problem. But they just go on like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're driving down the road with a flat tyre. Um, she'll so, be right. We'll just keep, keep flogging it. So, Senator, what I'm hearing is that aside from the fact that Parliament is not constituted legally under the Constitution right now, um, it is also run by people who are corrupt um, in many ways, not just corrupt in financial interests, but corrupt in trying to protect a system that's not actually legal. These are legislators who are not um, not fulfilling their duties legally. Now, I want to talk to you, bring it back to the greatest well, that, failure. No, no, no. I, don't think you can make, I don't think you can make that statement. You've got to be very careful how you make the statement. You're saying that the parliament is not constitutionally um, constructed. I think that's what you well, said. Well, because they haven't uh, yeah. sworn the oath that they were supposed to swear. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Um, you've got to get it right. Sorry. The, 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 the parliament is constitutionally constructed. It's, it's where it sits. Now, you've got the house down the hill that they referred to, to old Parliament House. And when I did the live show with Paul Murray, you know, it was like this eerie feeling. I'm looking at I'm thinking, this is the Parliament. That's the Commonwealth Parliament of Australia. It's the one up the hill that's the Australian government. You, you go through Odgers, you go through the Constitution, not, nothing refers to the Australian government. It, it just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't go there. Mm. So, yes, we have a properly constructed parliament. It's just that we're not in it, <laughs> and we've got this other operation that's got no license. That you know, we, we've done twenty years of FOI with our advisors, and every time we go to the prime minister and cabinet or the um, the uh, Treasury or the Attorney General. I mean, Michaelia Cash, Michaelia Cash and I used to have breakfast together in uh, in West Perth. And I'd say, Michaelia, you know, how is this all happening? And she used to say, look, you know, I know, but, you know, I, look, we just have to go with party policies. And now she's the Attorney General. Mm. You know, come on. I mean, it's up to... The people have got to stop voting for the majors because the majors are just, they're just not there. We need to get real, real people back in the park. I'm sorry. I, I, no, 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 I no. Like That's fine. That's people. fine. You know, if, if someone keeps coming in and stealing your frothies out of the fridge and you don't do anything about it, how's he breaking the law? 
Exactly. You know, because you're not doing anything about it. And the policies, I want to, I want to bring up the policies of GAP. Now, I, I've looked through some of your policies, but the one that interests me and I think will interest our viewers the most are your health policies. And I just want to read um, a couple of things here that I think I have never seen in another party except perhaps Health Australia Party and IMOP. Um, and that is, uh, it says that uh, your health policies discuss laws of equity that promotes all naturopaths, homeopaths, acupuncturists, and other specialist modes of natural therapies be recognized by private health insurance and Medicare claims will also fund the un undone science. I mean, that is everything that our organization and that many other individuals and organizations around Australia have been wanting. And it's everything that the major parties, the Labour, Liberal, Greens, have said we can't have. You said that you would perform safety testing of all registered vaccines against an inert saline placebo. Never been done anywhere in the world. Uh, but GAP says that they will do that. Uh, create an institution of mandatory reporting of vaccine adverse events and vaccine-related deaths, SIDS, and other health outcomes in comparison with never-vaccinated groups. Hey, that's a very radical idea. It's called science. And perform rigorous... Well, we're actually, we're, we're actually doing that in a de facto way on Facebook, aren't we? Well, yes, but it's not really scientifically um, valid because it's not... It's not run. In, we've done that too. We've done two very large surveys of Australians comparing um, vaccinated and unvaccinated. And there are, um, there's a survey in Germany that I think has done over 40,000 people now comparing vaccinated with unvaccinated. But in order for it to be accepted, uh, it needs to be run in a different way. So um, how does GAP stand on the issue of mandatory vaccination and uh, any form of mandatory medication by the government? Well, first of all, GAP is only interested in the law, okay? And the law clearly states at section 51, uh, 23 capital A that people have an informed choice and all of a sudden what I find is um, it's like I had this journey ring me the other day and Josh Butler and he says um, you support um, you support protesting I said no nah, I, don't, I don't support protesting Josh oh well weren't you at the um, <laughs> the freedom march i said yeah i was at the freedom march yeah well then you support protesting I said no i don't support protesting josh we said well what do you support i i said i support political protesting in the absence of my public trustee who's the person you voted for at the ballot box who comes out and says he's going to rep represent you doing a no show well, if he's not turning up, I have a right to go out and protect my rights of having informed choice. And the government cannot get involved between a contract between me and my doctor. I get to choose what I want to do, to choose as an adult. And that's what GAP stands for. Uh, GAP stands for the law and not, uh, would never never take the advice of an unelected public official 
Uh, and if it, if it, that, but we wouldn't condone that advice, we would put it into a big tank. So we would want, you know, 20, 50 scientists in a big room and thrashing all this out. And, you know, I, that's where I see Craig Kelly. I mean, it's just disgraceful. They don't even turn up to listen to Craig Kelly, which is so disrespectful because they know that they can't rebut what he's saying, but they just turn around. You know, there is, when I look at Brad Hazard, I mean, God, he is a Hazard, yes, isn't he? Yes, he's and very well named. He, oh, look, he's just, you know, a, a school teacher gone, you know, with a, you know, gone wrong and probably, you know, missing his chalk. I don't know. But, um, you know, but the thing is, is, is um, who is this guy? Uh, who is uh, Greg Hunt? You know? I mean, if they're not, a, if they if they don't um, stack up at the next election, they just they disappear. You never see them again. All these big high flyers, if they don't get re-elected, they just go. They they hibernate like a big tick under the sand. And I, I just um, gap is just. We have a big membership base. Some people have been vaccinated. That is their choice. We have to remain neutral and. I can't tell our members not to get vaccinated and mm. and I can't tell them to get vaccinated. But what I can tell them is GAP will stick to the law and the law is we have a choice and no person can be sub subject to the Public Health Act because, first of all, to do that, you'd either have to be breaking the law, B, have a, an ailment of mental illness and, and be kept away from the public because you're a risk, or you have to be diagnosed with an infectious disease. Well, a lot of people, march, you know, like um, politically protesting on Commonwealth jurisdiction, I might add, how does the state copper come onto the road on Commonwealth jurisdiction and perform what he believes he thinks it is? Because that's what they're doing. They're saying you need a licence to come out of your home. Get out. This, this, is, this is so un-Australian, it's disgusting, and I and and that's all we're doing is seeing the true colours of these majors. Yep. And when I bring this up with the cooperative, which is the Commonwealth of Australia, yeah, Commonwealth Australia Democratic Co-op, is to re restore democracy. And to restore democracy in this country, you have to come back under your law. And that's the restoration of the Commonwealth. Commonwealth is a legal term for people's authority. And while we're under this Australia Act, which was never, never went to a referendum, and we're now talking to the UK Parliament. Um, you know, and we're just going to have governments tell us these premiers rising above a prime minister, prime minister of, um, you know, prime minister of Australia. Well, that's not the prime minister of the Commonwealth of Australia. So we've got to really, as people, get it right because ignorance of the law doesn't go anywhere. And like I always say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And I don't mean that disrespectful to all Australians, but I'm sorry, we've dropped the bat. And so did I. I didn't know anything about the law when I went into the parliament. And that's why it's important to teach the constitution back in our schools, because we're getting ripped off blind by these people who are just, you know, obviously get, I mean, look at Pfizer and all that $46 billion bloody profit. I mean, who makes that sort of money in an organisation? 
And it's going up to 69 billion. It's going up to 69 billion with the third dose coming on. So it's going to be 69 billion with the third dose that's being administered in the United States, in Israel, and probably in Australia. But who's going to pay for New South Wales? Who's gonna, it's like McGowan here. Can I say this to all your listeners, please? I, I, does, I, I, I'm hoping some of them might just get on there and send you a text. But can I ask you this? Is everyone aware of federation? And I'm sure they are. So that was where all the colonies became one. Correct? Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're okay. right. Okay. Well, then how can you have internal borders? Isn't the Constitution, doesn't it say that there can't be? And the use of tick gates at the borders was a big thing no, no. when they Clause were introduced. Clause 8 smacks it dead. You got Clive Palmer, you know, Clive, unfortunately, you know, Clive is Clive, goes in and argues the Section 92. Now, I don't know whether Clive's with the big club or, you know, Clive always worries me, and it does worry me that Craig Kelly has gone with. Clive Palmer. I mean, Clive. Clive is about you know. I mean, Clive is not the the fastest racehorse on the track, unfortunately. But he he is obviously obviously got the money to try and keep him there. But um, Clive goes in and argues the Section ninety two of the Constitution, which has nothing to do with borders. Um, it's it's to do with uh, tax to one to the other, so to speak. So. So let's just park that. If he'd gone in and argued Clause 8 of the Constitution, he would have won it. I mean, it's like having a farm. If you buy a farm and everyone agrees to take out all the internal fences and you just have one fence around the perimeter, so you have a 5,000-acre paddock, right? <laughs> well, then how do you have any internal fences <laughs> that... You say you can't come into this paddock when Australia's one paddock. Mm. I mean, I don't make that claim. It, I, I think I can read it out to you here. Um, clause 8, you're lucky I've got something here and I often wonder about this little book, but I, anyway, it's a quick quick reference. But let's go to it. Let's really listen to the let's, – uh, let's see what the words actually say here so that you know that uh, – I mean, I'm only reading out what the – after the passing of this act, the, the Colonial Boundaries Act of 1895 shall, which is a command, not apply to any colony which becomes the state of the Commonwealth, but the Commonwealth shall be taken to be a self-governing colony for the purpose of that act. Well, hello. It's one paddock with no fences. How, how do these premiers shut down a border when these borders are only political borders? They're just there to say, well... You know, your sheep sort of can't graze out over on my, you know, yep. my part of the paddock, but we're in the one paddock, if you know what I mean. At the protest but last weekend between uh, at the border between New South Wales and Queensland, there were people just walking back and forth. There was this imaginary line right at the border and people were just walking back and forth. And now I've heard that the police were actually using cameras, identifying who was doing it and is finding them. And these people are laughing. They're saying, I'll meet you in court because what you are doing is totally illegal. And this is the thing, the governments are doing taking steps under emergency legislation that are not legal 
uh, emergency declarations, not even legislation, emergency declarations that are not legal. And they're making uh, declarations in Parliament when nobody in Parliament is actually even sitting. It is simply a dictator. Uh, you know, a dictate from the premier or from the chief health officer who was never elected in the first place. And uh, they are destroying people's lives, their businesses. Do you support the uh, the truckies blockade that's supposed to be starting tomorrow? Do you support absolutely. those sorts of actions? Absolutely. But, but, but absolutely. I, look, I've, had a, I've had a logistics company myself. You know, I'm a, I'm a heavy vehicle operator. I had road trains. I've driven across the Nullarbor, you know. I've done. I've been a truckie, you know. Of course, I support truckies. Without truckies, Australia wouldn't be on the move. Mm. They do a terrific job, you know. I've, you know, we've been driving three o'clock in the morning. puts a lot of pressure on the family. These guys are workers, okay? Yeah. There's no question. And to do what they're doing now to say you can't under your fatigue management. See, that's why in our gap policies, the truckies must like it because we want to take the states, get them away from their logbooks. Get them away. We understand that each truckie must, um, we do it on a 24-hour cycle, okay? So you get up for work, you go to bed, you have your rest break. But then the government, the states do it as a 48-hour a, a period. And this is where they get mixed up. And, and, and I understand because it is difficult, right? But before I go there, so long, the short answer is yes. I love truckies. And, and, you know, there's a lot of women that drive trucks today they are just the workers and other they are just we couldn't do without them i yeah. love them dearly right and that's not i couldn't care if they didn't vote for me <laughs> it's just what i love them you know i speak i've had dinner with them on the road and anyway um so but getting back to what you were saying before about the people saying it's unlawful see that's where everyone goes wrong because that's a statement and people must understand when you make a statement you've got to prove and to prove to make a statement, to prove your statement, you then got to have cause to go to court. That's where the magistrate goes out and go, oh, you know, this is all nonsense because I don't have the jurisdiction here. It's like, off you go. So people got to understand that they must inquire. So, so only fools argue. So don't pick a pick an argument, inquire. And uh, so, well, how may this uh, um, public health act, uh, public health order apply to me when my name's not actually on the order? When, and what the police have got to realise is, and I want the police to take, because, you know, I think the police do a wonderful job. I just tend to think they're sort of caught that if you don't do the right thing, you're out. A lot of these police commissioners I've got real doubts over, I can tell you that right now, and I have seen them too. But let me come to this. Remember, a police officer cannot involve itself in civil matters. The day a police officer steps into a civil jurisdiction, he has no uniform. His uniform's gone, gone. He's he's naked, so to speak. Um, and this is what I say: Why are police getting involved in a political right on Commonwealth jurisdiction? So there must be federal police for a start. If they had could come in, but that's civil. So each and every one of those police officers who I think are starting to to get the drift that things aren't, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm sure they don't like no. doing what they're doing to their own people. You know, I really don't. And I can understand the saying, well, let's do it because, you know, I'm, ha I'm happy. But that's no excuse either. They should, uh, 
I'm sorry, they need a backbone and they need to, if they are out there enforcing a law, they need to make, there can be no presumption in the existence of power. One who exerts a power must affirmatively have been shown to be granted that power. How could they be granted a power by an unelected official? Creating a so-called health order or health, like a, a, an order that doesn't have each and, in, each and every individual's name on that order. That is, that's an oxymoron. You, it's, it, it just cannot be done. But, and that's why it's going to choke up the courts. A lot of the, they, these guys aren't getting the fines. It's just, it's, it's, it's a nonsense. And I'm sorry, no disrespect to the police. No. It's a nonsense. And if I was in Parliament, I'd tell you what, I'd be really seriously looking at this because to let go with rubber bullets the other day, what sort of individual would let go with rubber bullets on any Australian, but let go with rubber bullets on that old fellow, you know, that's that they should have respect for, yep. that has pioneered this country and they open fire with rubber bullets and then people start and say, oh, they should have used real bullets. Come on. This Australia, it's not Australian. And we must do what we need to do. And that's why we do what we can. We're trying to do what we can to guide the people and say, look, have a look at what we've done. Don't look at the propaganda. Look at what we've achieved, how we brought the banks to account, how they've, how these governments, major parties have killed the dairy, killed the uh, beef industry, live cattle trade, whether you're, whether you're an animal activist or not i understand but but the at the end of the day there's a lot of people like to eat meat out there and that's their choice if they want to eat meat and they don't that that you know they don't want to be a vegan or whatever that's their choice okay so um all farmers love their animals and like in my maiden speech said well here's the flock reduction scheme they murdered 20 million young ewes gassed them to death and that haunts me today because I, I was there because they said, oh, well, the stockpile, we got too much wool, so go and murder all the sheep. Those farmers were distressed. You know, I saw them running them in the back of um, semi-trailers, rolling the tarp and gassing them to death. I mean, truly, this is our major parties. Well, you know what? Get them out. They've got no licence. They don't belong there and they've taken all the money from the beneficiaries of the people that own this country. And Rod Cullerton has been the first senator to stand up without fear or favour, cop all the crap and the shit, risk my family, but at the end of the day, I'm focused, I've created a party out of nothing, it's going good, I just want people to believe we are the real machine, okay? We're the real what you need in Parliament, that if you choose not to vote us in there, we, we can be all fit and be playing the game, but if we're not on the footy field, it doesn't matter what we kick outside the boundary line through the goals and ain't going to register on the scoreboard. Exactly. And that's, that's you know, unless the people put me in there, and that's why people need to realise, hey, we actually create Parliament through a vote, but the point is there's an issue with the, the writs and everything like that. So, well... We've been saying for a long time. 
We've been I, saying for a long time that people get the government they deserve. If they vote for the major parties, they're going to deserve what they're going to get. And if they vote for independent parties, and I want to talk to you a little bit about CADCO, because it's the Commonwealth of Australia Democratic Cooperative. You are basically making, it's not a coalition, but it's a cooperative no. between parties that maintain their autonomy, but yet work together to help get um, again, I don't want to call them minor parties, but help to get the non-mainstream uh, parties into office. Right now, CADCO is GAP, IMOP, the um, involuntary, sorry, it's not involuntary medicine. I forget what they call them now. Informed medical Informed medical options. <laughs> and the Australian Federation Party. Um, I'm going to ask you, and you may not be able to tell me, um, have you been approached or have you approached HAP, the Health oh, Australia yeah. Party? Yeah, okay. absolutely. That's fantastic. And you know what it's going to do? One of the, um, you know, and, and you're right, we, we keep our DNA and, and keep our manifesto and, and everything like that. And, but it's good because we're actually talking to party leaders who at the end of the day, want to share things. And it's it's open and transparent. Um, and and that's what it's about. And it's not a it's not a it, we come together on the chair, but it, we don't vote on anything. We just come and and talk about how we can make it better. So mm -hmm. no party has any influence, no like IMOP Gap or Australian Federation Party uh, could out you know, veto or outvote any one other party influence. It's not about that. That's how they need to do it. And, and these guys are very, that's the cooperative that we, you know, we, we, we've created. So, And if um, the hope yeah. is that if you get the cooperation of a lot of different parties, that you will have a better chance of getting candidates elected in the next federal election, is that right? Because you won't be working against each other. You'll be working cooperatively, more or less. Yeah. So the army, because you know you, yourself, when you go to a ballot, uh, you know ballot. I mean, the majors are like a big giant squid on your face. <laughs> they just pollute the whole. Like they just, I love your analogies. <laughs> well, I mean, go there. You can't get it. It's like it's like peak hour shopping you can't get a car park at the i mean they just like there's stuff's everywhere you know you can't you can't even park your you can't even get your bicycle in a bit of you know so to speak in the car park they've, they've got their banners liberal labor it's a hard gig mm -hmm. so the good thing about the co-op is is that if i'm ops in one uh on one polling booth and gaps not it's not any more effort for that volunteer to hand out three or four different how to vote cards with it's just doing the right thing mm. it's the main game is to um take the majors away yeah. the majors are ha have had plenty of opportunity and they've just killed this great country they really <laughs> you, you know they couldn't i mean look at bill shorten come on he goes out rural Australia. Did you see him? And he couldn't even put a farm mute in gear. And this is a guy that wants to, I mean, seriously, he couldn't, he said, oh, how do I drive this thing? And he's trying to drive the country and he can't even put a bloody HJ 75 Land Cruiser in first gear. And they had to take the handbrake off. So, 
and then the media make them all look like mm. movie stars and oh you're so good and no offense to all these guys like you know bolt and all these guys that have a lot to say on the media but you know what it's the same thing what have they done it's like some bloody show about who's better to we want action forget your talk i don't i don't want talk anymore australia can't afford talk anymore australia must have action okay yes. you know and that's what we want at cadco action forget your bullshit. i'm, I'm sorry that's no okay. more bullshit. yeah i mean if you could honestly take it from a farmer if you could bail all the bullshit up in canberra mm -hmm. australia would know anything We'd have plenty we of fertilizer, that's for sure. You could sell the bullshit out of Canberra, because I tell you what, it grows it grows a lot of plants. It's, it's great fertilizer. Yeah. Uh, it's, and what you're saying about the country being destroyed, it, it's it's amazing how there are still so many people who can't see what's actually happening. I go into Ballina, which is the um, largest town near where I live, and half of the shops, in what was an incredibly bustling and prosperous area are closed up with for sale signs or for let signs on them. Nobody is even aware of this, that this is happening. When I went up to the Gold Coast last time, the same thing. You go down the Gold Coast Highway and the shops are, are shuttered up. There are not people walking around in the street. Everybody is totally unaware that their government, in cooperation with God knows who, the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, uh, Gavi, Bill Gates, is is actively involved in destroying this beautiful country and taking our our rights away. And that's why I think it is so important that people vote consciously when the next election comes. And don't just because, you know, oh, my father always voted liberal, my father always voted labor. That's that the, they lived in a very different world than we live in now. We need to stop voting the way our parents did and start voting the way that, um, and I'm not, you know, the AVN is totally apolitical. We just say that people need to vote for the parties that will support their rights and not the, the parties that will take them away and especially their rights to make decisions over what goes into their own bodies and the bodies of their children. Um, so I applaud your policies in GAP, and I applaud the fact that you are working with other parties to hopefully get the candidates over the line uh, in the next election, because that is what will save Australia um, more than anything else, I believe. Yeah, because what Australians need to know is that they can't get rid of our constitution. It, it, it's, it's a cornerstone. They can only try and get around it mm -hmm. and work on the ignorance of people. And, and that's sad. And, and, you know, to see small business and business, I, look, I, these politicians still get all their lurks and perks. They don't take, I mean, look at the, I mean, you've got these, um, uh, police ministers getting, I think, six hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars a year. Of course, he's going to get up there and be a puppet for the premier. You know, have a look at the conduct of these people. But you, you did say a good point. But I, I, you know, you said Labor, Liberal, and Greens. I can tell you right now, there's no more Liberal and there's no more Labor. They they aren't Liberal and Labor in the national parties like they used to be. They're all mm. Greens. The whole. There's, I always say to people, there's, there's a gang of green in Parliament. I call it gangrene. There, it's, it's just 
not for Australia's best interest, you know, mm. and Australia's need to, that we need to come together and honestly um, have a pooey or get off the potty. You're either going to save this country and come back under your Commonwealth so your rights are protected or you want to live in the de facto republic. Everyone knows that Whitlam was sacked because he took the words, he, he removed the Commonwealth and put in Australia. It's all over our website. You know, he put us in a de facto republic. He made us subject to, um, you know, basically taking all our rights and uh, putting it in some corporate entity and and that doesn't recognise us. So, you know, but unless the people um, have faith and, 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 and just, but see, politicians have lost so, you know, I don't trust politicians. Most <laughs> How can you trust can I, can I honestly ask you, here's a good question. I, I really need to ask you this. Can I ask you what, and no offence, Pauline Hanson was my leader, okay? Um, can I ask you what she's done in Parliament? Well, I can tell you what she did in 1997 when I was in no, Parliament. That's a long, no, no, that's a long time ago. It is no, a no, long no, no, time no. ago. No, no, let, let's not go back in, in history here. Let's. I want you to tell me what she's done since 2016. I honestly don't know, except she's spoken out about informed choice. That's that's all I know. And she has. She said she won't take this vaccine, and she thinks everyone should have the right to, to not take the vaccine. And she stood up in Parliament with Malcolm Roberts. I think it was the they were the only two people who stood up against um, CRT. Uh, I forget what that stands for. Critical race theory being taught in schools. Okay, so hear me out. Hear me out. Good, thank you. She she's spoken up, and and I'm not here to knock my former party leader, but she's a Commonwealth. She's an officer of the. But is she? Anyway, let let's say for the purpose she is. She's got access. She's in the house. If she was to raise the constitutional guarantee, which is found at uh, fifty one twenty three capital A. And then raise the constitutional um, prohibition in clause eight of the constitution. Go, well, how do these senators, um, how do these uh, state premiers um, control a border that's a political border uh, when clause eight says there's no borders? Um, that's their role. <laughs> if I was in parliament, I'd be just screaming it, like screaming it, saying, it can't, you know, like I can make the statement and, and it can't happen. So if the one person, if one person makes the statement, if one senator or two senators, let's say Pauline and Malcolm Roberts, if they make that statement, they on their own can stop what is happening with, with borders being closed. Exactly. Now, look, please. <laughs> I just, it's not rocket science, but I just need people to understand. Hear me out. Right. Federation. <laughs> Let's go back to Federation. What the people decided to do in this great country. And and our forefathers fought for our rights and the Commonwealth under the Crown. You look at uh, all our Crown Acts that own our farms, all Crown legislation. You know, you've got the, you know, it's beautiful. Can I ask you this? At Federation, 
we all agreed to be governed under the Commonwealth, under a, an act which was adopted from the United Kingdom called the Commonwealth of Australia Constitution Act 1900 UK. Section 106, I asked people to read it, 106 through to 109. So where, where do we get this, um, okay, we're now running under the Constitution, so we're no longer colonies, we become states. But the only way we can become branded with a state uh, stamp on my forehead is if we're under the Commonwealth Constitution Act 900 UK. So then Whitlam comes along and he he uh, puts us in the de facto republic and then Hawkey comes along and says, well, we're now running under the Australia Act. How the bloody hell can we still be the state of West Australia and the state of Queensland, state of South Australia when we're running under an Australia Act, which the people never consented to do under a referendum of 128, turn around and say we're running as states when in actual fact Dan Andrews and the bird up in Queensland and old Mr Mark McGowan, we're not under the constitution so we're actually a colony. So that's why our state premiers are dictating the terms because our prime minister is not the bloody prime minister. And this is what really shits me with these senators. I'm sorry. It really, I'm, I'm, that's why we must get the people to understand what law we're under. What are we? Well, you know, I think it, it's time they it, did their job. This, that, look, I, would, I don't want to put praise on myself, but look, I know what it's like to be... Matthias Corman came up to me and said, look, how do we sort of do a deal on the, the backpackers tax? You know, and then Darren Hinch is there, you know, if Darren's trying to keep up, right, you know, he's supposed to be a reformed alcoholic. He's falling out of every bloody Uber in in Manicon or wherever it was, <laughs> Manica, Manica. In no offence to, to, to Darren, but the Justice Party. And I said, Darren, we're not under the law of the Commonwealth. Oh, yes, but look, we don't want to... Well, is that right? Well, well, he couldn't answer. And, of course, the problem is advisors all dampen everything down because they tried to put... Pauline Hanson tried to put advisors... Or James Ashby... He'd be the last one I'd want to be. If he was that smart, I'd be advising him. But anyway, the point is we're trying to get um, truth and honesty in Parliament and our senators are just failing us. Our senators aren't the House of Review. They're just not. At law, they're not it. You know, what more do I need to do? So but that's like I said, what I want to know what I Sorry. want to know is what should people do? Now, we've gotten to this point. We're just about at the end of the show. But what would you recommend? The people watching this now, you said the, the senators are not doing their jobs. They're not standing up and using the power they have as the House of Review to actually change things, to hold the parliament to account for not acting under the law of the land. So how can we help to remind them of their role, what should we do? They should be asking every member of parliament whether they have a license pursuant to law, because there's only one law, right? And ask them to provide. You know, you go to a doctor, he's got it hanging up on, you know, those parliamentarians don't have it up in theirs. But you know what? I could go to the cabinet right now and get you my section 42 of the constitution. Ask them what contract they took to form their office and whether they're sitting in office. But anyway, let's, let, let's look at that. 
but what can they ask? What can I honestly, honestly, as a country boy, a person who loves my country, who loves the people that are in this country and is concerned, certainly concerned of what is being forced on us at this, at this very testing time in Australia. My advice to them, under my odges, walk back to your parliament down the hill. That's your parliament. That's your Commonwealth parliament. And as much as it, it, it really, you know, I've, I've, I've always been, oh, gee, you know, should I really say it? Well, I'm not saying it. My odges says it. The law says it. The High Court cases say it. You know, that's your parliament. It's not old parliament. That is your parliament. That's your Commonwealth of Australia jurisdiction. And if I could give any advice to people, that's what we need to do. We've abandoned our Commonwealth. And it's really sad because I look at our Anzacs, how they sacrifice their life. I go down to Albany and see them go out on Princess Harbour there. What do they fight for? They fought for the Crown. And us Australians just sit back and say, oh, she'll be right, mate, take another stubby. No, it's not like that because we have a duty to make sure we're under our law until the people decide otherwise, not our parliamentarian. We cannot be subordinate to a foreign jurisdiction. It does not allow you to sit in parliament. And I went in there, it may have not been for a long time, but I got the Royal Commission up. I even said to Malcolm Turnbull, you can't call it, but they have to call a Royal Commission under the 1903 Royal Commission Act under the Crown. The only one who has the um, delegate of power is the Prime Minister of the Commonwealth of Australia. And that's what I'd say to Malcolm Turnbull. How can you call a bona fide Royal Commission when you're the Prime Minister of the Australian Government? You're not recognised in the, their own law. They just said, look, we're not going there. That's why they couldn't call a Royal Commission. And then when they got rid of me out of the Parliament, oh, well, we're now having a Royal Commission. You know, we're either under the Crown or we're not. So I ask the Australian people, and no disrespect, either get back under your law, which is the Crown, or if you want to be in an Australian jurisdiction and have people like Brad Hazard and all these bloody premiers turn on you, well, that's your choice. Your choice. Yep. You know, that's it. Otherwise, get rid of your federal parliament because, like I say, if they're not doing anything, what's it costing us? You know, these, it's like the government, the, the, the um, Liberal Party or Labor. What have they done But other than cost the country a lot of money? Mm. And they take our rights they're away. Just they're just not, you know, what it's costing this great nation. It can't carry anymore. And you're killing the small business. They killed the, like I said, they killed agriculture. They've killed small business. Now they're starting to kill families. You know, they don't want families. What are we? You know, and, and I, you know, I'm just really lucky in a way that I went into Parliament to actually see you know, because I can say this, I've been there. I've been there and I'm, it's not, you know, any, anyone wants to see anything, go and get your odds. You know, you talk about how you can have a um, Senate committee and, and nothing can be exposed. That's nonsense. In 19, 25th of February, 1988, the Senate waived privilege to any parliamentary proceedings. So it wasn't protected by privilege anymore. So these people that say, well, we can't release these documents, that's a nonsense. Go to Odgers. Go to your senator and say, hey, look it up. You can release it because the Senate waived its privilege in 1988. So we need to but get see, people to take these things to court. 
and and to no, no, you can't because the court's under Australian court. It doesn't recognise. <gasps> got this. We've got this square peg and trying to go into a round hole. It doesn't work. We need the round. <laughs> so how do we back. how do we put them into that round hole? It can't be as simple as just having them sit in the old parliament no, house. The people, need to go. the people are the supreme under the people have to. All people are subjects of the coin. But, you know, once upon a time, you didn't need a passport to go to to England. We're all we're all poms, and you know we've done MOUs with the tribal elders of this country, the real sovereigns of this country. They allow me to sit at their meetings. You know, that's never white man's never been able to do that before. But they have me there, and 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 we've done MOUs with our sovereign tribal elders to walk together, put all their differences aside, and they're walking together. So we've got CADCO and, we, and GAP has gone out um, with Tribal Federation, with Thursday Islanders, uh, with the Karanga group up there and Tiwi Islands. Never been done before. Have MOUs. It's on our website. All the tribal elders have signed off so that we come and get our country back because they all know what our what these people are doing selling yes. our rights it's you know so that's it so that's the best way to start up but look thanks <laughs> thanks for letting me come and, and let my blood pressure get up a bit <laughs> go and take a it, maybe less coffee and a little bit of herbal tea might be helpful <laughs> yeah look, I, I get very passionate i'm sorry no I, it's I, a I good thing i'm over too strong no uh, i think that it people see not just passion but genuine feeling um i think we all feel that we all love this country and we all want it to be what it can be which is not at all what it is right now and i think that we're all feeling a bit frustrated at not being able to get through to the people who are trying to take our rights away and i think that's probably the mistake instead of trying to get through to you them can't blame, you can't blame the judges you, you can't really blame the judges because they have to do what the, the the parliament tells them to do they know they know but until it until the people embrace something they're pining because they as much as they know it's not right they really not in they have to stay neutral so the people, I honestly urge the people to take control of your asset called Australia and, and go get it back. Mm. You know, don't, if you ever were going to go the, go one way, would you take the, the bush track or would you take the motorway? You know, let's not, when you go down the Australian bush track, mate, with the Australian government, you, you know, you've got trees over the thing and you've got rocks and boulders, just get on the, Get on the freeway and spin it home. Go home and get your country back. That's what it is. And That's to get it. your country back, get back under your crown and get back under your sovereignty. Know who oh. you are. That's that's yeah. my advice as a public, a Commonwealth public officer, former federal senator, duly sworn, subject to the Queen of the United Kingdom. And I'm so proud of it. And I'll never, re I'll never revoke it. And I'll never, never become subordinate to another another foreign jurisdiction i'm sorry i just would never sell my countrymen mm. out I, I would never do it thank you so Not much West. senator colleton i really appreciate that and thank you for speaking with us tonight i we've gotten a lot of comments and people have certainly got a lot to think about and we'll be watching the great australia party and catco in the very in the very near future as well so thank you so much i appreciate your coming on the show thank you very much okay Ple pleasure to be here.
Thank, Thank you. you.